On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Growing Up Rock Podcast with your hosts, Stephen Michael and Sonny Hollywood Pooney. Now, crank it up. Right there, Grown Up Rock listeners, we got a special bonus episode here for you today. We are covering the Monsters of Rock Cruise pre-party, so we're going to do a whole recap bonus episode on just the two pre-parties that took place before the actual Monsters of Rock Cruise. So before we actually set sail on the Monsters of Rock Cruise, they have two nights of pre-parties in Miami at Magic City Casino. It's open to all the cruisers. You get in free, and then they open it up to the public, uh, and the public can pay, I think, 25 or 30 bucks to get into the shows. And it's a pretty cool little bonus to get you ready for the actual cruise. So night one consisted of Raven, Cold Sweat, Madame X, and Lillian Axe. Night two consisted of Roxanne, Richie Cotson, Great White, and Y&T. If the artist performs at the pre-party and they're also on the cruise, then their show at the pre-party counts as one of their two performances on the cruise. So in the case that relates to Rich Cotson, Raven, Y&T, and Cold Sweat, because everyone else uh, wasn't a part of the actual cruise. So for those artists... The one show at the pre-party counts as one of their two performances, meaning that they only perform one more time on the cruise ship. Uh, Myself, my wife Jen, Sonny, Steve Wright, and BC from the Potter Than Hell podcast, and their friend Chris Granza all rented an Airbnb in Fort Lauderdale because that was where the boat was sailing from. So we flew into Fort Lauderdale, flew out of Fort Lauderdale, and that's where the boat sailed from. So we drove down to Miami each night, which was roughly about a 60-minute ride to Magic City for the pre-parties. What you're going to hear in this recap episode is all of us sitting around a mic on the ship on day three while we were in Belize and recording our thoughts on the pre-parties. So you'll hear all the live things that are going on, including music and announcements being piped in over the ship PA. It's not my idea of perfect audio, but it's fun and it makes you feel like you were there. We will record a complete cruise recap once we return and release that shortly after you hear this bonus on the pre-parties we had a great time we got a lot of information to share with you guys it's going to be a fun recap episode so until then enjoy this bonus see ya Mandelbaum, Mandelbaum, Mandelbaum. 
Mandelbaum. All right, great. <laughs> All right. that's, our, that's our rally cry. Yeah, that's, that's the rally cry for the Monsters of Rock Cruise 2020. So we're sitting around live in what they call the schooner bar of the Independence of the Seas. We are currently in day three of our Monsters of Rock Cruise. So we're going to talk to you guys about the two pre-parties and the first couple of days and tell you what we saw, what we liked, what we didn't like uh, before... Um, we go into the final days. So, uh, very good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Getting everybody as short as quickly as possible. Uh, the last ten tickets, uh, the next ten tickets, all tickets all calling is 22, 23, so and 24. All live all the time. Another calling individual 23 people. 23 like, and like 24. Please make your way down to the. Uh, we better hurry this up because I'm 26. Located by the dining room. I'm 25. Numbers. 22, 23, 24. Fresh because I was going to be on the on from 12:30 to 1:20 today. Right. What time is it? So as you heard, we're in Belize, but we're not getting off the ship because they got shows going all day long, and we don't feel like we need to get off to uh, go to Belize. So there you go. We're staying on the ship. Anyway, so let's talk about the pre-parties first. Um, Pre-party day one was Cold Sweat, Raven. What else? Lillian Axe. Lillian Axe. Lillian Axe. And what, no, one more? Madam X. Madam, 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 Madam X. That's right. Madam X. So for us, me and Jen, we showed up a little bit late to that. We missed Cold. No, we saw Cold Sweat. We missed, missed Raven. Raven. We missed Raven, yeah. Uh, and we saw part of Cold Sweat. I enjoyed Cold Sweat quite a bit. Uh, how about you, Jen? Uh, they won the night for me. Huh? They won the night for me. The, the best ones that. of the night. You guys want to tell us uh, how Raven was, Steve? How was uh, Raven for you? We missed them. Raven was loud. They were so freaking loud. They were good, though. I'm not a huge Raven guy, but it was the first time I saw those guys. And um, very energetic on, on stage. And, and I, I forgot how high their the singer's voice could get. I was like, holy shit, that guy could sing really high. Uh, they were good, like high energy. Those they they tore it up. It was like I said, it was really loud, but um, I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, How about you, Chris? Uh, I like the first time I ever saw them. Unfortunately, I only knew one song. It is what it, it was what I expected it to be. Yeah. Yeah. High energy, but it was loud. It was definitely a little too loud for that. BC, I agree with these guys. I mean, it was a good show. I wasn't too familiar with their their songs they played, but overall, it was good. They actually, I'm sorry, they actually played a a new song from their upcoming album that was really good. I forget the name of it. And our, our buddy Jim Polkowski is a huge Raven fan. He would have went out of his mind seeing the show. Yeah, I mean, they were they they were good. Like I didn't know what to expect them. I've never seen them live, and I'm glad I got to see them. Yeah, I'm gonna try to catch a little bit of the their set on the boat because they play one more time on the boat. I missed them completely, uh, and it's a band I've wanted to see but just missed a couple times. Sonny uh, was late to the whole thing. He was flying in late, so he missed uh, them as well. Um, Madam X. Uh, so I watched about five minutes of Madam X, just not my personal thing. I didn't dig it, so uh, I had to move on and uh go spend some time just talking to people. Um, how about you, uh, Chris? What was your I really didn't see too man? much of them. That's, that's when, that's when you guys came and yeah. we went to eat. So I really I heard them, but it wasn't really nothing that I don't feel like I missed anything not seeing them. Yeah. BC? No, uh, 
it's like going down to a local pub in your neighborhood and seeing a, a cover band playing. I got that feel from it. I, I was not impressed at all. Steve-O. Yeah, pretty much the same. And like I said, I only heard what they did from, from behind the stage when we were eating. So I, I, I really, one way or another, I really I couldn't say. Uh, Hollywood made it in time for Madame X. Hollywood, did you, did you have a thought on uh, Madame X? They're not the worst band I've seen in the last four days. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're not even in the bottom three. Really? <laughs> wow. What you going to do about it, Here BC? Here we go. You got something oh, to say about it? Oh, shit. We're to put BC back in his four-point harness. <laughs> <laughs> Spit it out. All right. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. It sounds like we've got some controversy coming up in uh, one trouble. of these days. We're going to be rumbling. We're going to be rumbling. This day was made of glass. I will say Madame X did your high in high school. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's the only song I knew and I went and that was, that was cool. okay. That was you good. knew a Madame X song? Just because of the video back in the day. Wow. Yeah. And for those that don't know, Madame X uh, was originally a band that Sebastian Bach was in in uh, Canada. And I think uh, both Roxy and her sister are in the band, right? So Roxy Petrucci, yes. is that how you say it? Vixen. From Vixen yeah, is yeah. the drummer and her sister is the guitar Entire player. Great. I don't know. What's her sister's name? She uh, had super long hair. Shelly. Shelly? No. no okay. <laughs> she has super long hair, but not as For nice the purposes of this podcast, Shelly had super long hair. <laughs> Don't hate me because I'm beautiful. Uh, <laughs> hate me because I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just what wasn't really my thing. Jen, did, did you say what you thought of them? Uh, take them or leave them. What I saw was okay, but okay. Yeah. Uh, so then Lillian Axe closed out the night. Um, Lillian Axe, for me, they were about what I saw in March in Rocklanta. Um, I like some of their stuff. I don't love it all. Uh, and it's just kind of, it's myth for me. I don't know any other way to put it. You know, I don't hate them. I don't love them. Chris? Same. Yeah. I don't know much about them. I, I really don't. It's just never one of the bands that I that I ever really latched onto. Yeah, I like the MTV stuff, like Dream of a Lifetime and uh, Misery Loves Company, a couple other songs, but that that was basically it for me. How about you, BC? Uh, I really like them. I mean, I've been a Lillian X fan since back in '88 when they first came out. '87, '88. Uh, so overall, I liked it. I mean, yeah. Good performance for you. Good performance, and that's the first time I got to see him live, actually, so... That's cool. I was... I enjoyed it. All right, and they're not on the ship, so that was our only chance to see Lillian X. Um, Jen? I thought the performance was fine. I don't think they're my cup of tea, but... Well, let's be honest. Nothing is your cup of tea, really. All right, that's fine. (laughs) They're no Matchbox... How are you her cup of tea? They're no Matchbox 20, but... But who is? I'm I'm acquired (laughs) taste... Rob Thomas is going to be the new singer. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, I might be really interested. Steve-O. I enjoy them. I've been a fan of them, uh, like BC, from pretty much when they came out. And and I I totally forgot how much Steve Blaze was a part of their their background vocals and their harmonies. He writes everything. uh, But I I, I totally forgot that he is, is, is like that background vocal sound for those guys. And my only thing with them is they, they played too many like mellow songs. I wish they played some more rockers. They they kind of there was like a big lull in the middle of the set. I think that kind of like put a little kibosh on the middle of the show. Um, 
but it, it was good though. I, I enjoyed them. I'm glad that you know I can you know tick them off the list of bands that I never thought that I'd get to see that I actually got to see. Yeah, mm-hmm. Hollywood. Uh, they rocked it. I thought they rocked it. I don't really know the songs much. Never seen them before, but they were good. But the funniest thing that happened, and I think Mr. Wright might have been maybe in his fifth or sixth beer, <laughs> because they came out and started with a Love Gun riff. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. He did what? Yeah. 12 bars maybe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then went into their first song, and Wright stands up, psych, bitches! Psych! <laughs> <laughs> like somebody was listening. I'm like, who are you yelling at? <laughs> Anybody that wanted to listen. <laughs> psych, bitches! You ain't getting no love gun. <laughs> The crowd was like into it. Holy shit, they're gonna play a kiss song. And it was like, Brr, they broke it down. So I was like, fuck! Alright, tenders are done, people. Sweet, now we can just get off. We don't need no sending people to get off right here. We're tenders. Oh, keep it classy. It's a family show. Stay classy, San Diego. On the midship, that's all the way down on the gangway. Those tenders are waiting to take you ashore. Please be reminded Gang of the time difference. It's one hour time difference. Gang bang boy. Everybody stay on shit's time today. Shit's time. That is shit's shit time. Like you said, everybody's on shit's time. Shit's time is a shit's time for Christmas. What's funny to me is there's a lot of reminders happening. But 30% of the people on the ship are on the ship. The other 65 are already gone. Enjoy yourself. They're hosed. But if you're here, you don't care what time it is. Right. On vacation, there's no time. All right, so for me, the highlight was Cold Sweat. I like the Cold Sweat album pretty decently, but I thought that those songs came across even better live. I thought it was heavier. Uh, the singer, to me, was awesome. I thought he did a, a fantastic job. Uh, it was just a good set. I just I enjoyed Cold Sweat a lot. They were definitely the best band that I saw. Uh, and having missed Raven, I can't speak to them, but as far as the rest of the bands, Lillian Axe and... Um, uh, Madam X, I definitely like Cold Sweat best. Granzo, what did you think of uh, Cold Sweat? I really enjoyed them. I, I, I didn't know too much about them until I, I heard that they were coming on the ship. So I did a little research on it. And I know, give me the look. Um, they, they were very good. Singer was right on. You know, I'm a fan of Keel, so I like Mark uh, Ferrari. So yep. I enjoyed it. They, they won the night for me. Yeah, okay. How about you? you? See, I agree. Uh, they won the night for me, but I've been a fan of uh, Cold Sweat since their album came out back in uh, 1990. And uh, and uh, another band I never thought I would see live, and uh, they did not disappoint. And uh, I'm going to kill the last guy's name, Rory, or his vocalist. Uh, yeah. he, he he sounds still but, sounds very good. But God bless you. I, I'm I'm happy to say that we're fulfilling BC's dreams on this Monsters of Rock cruise, giving him bands that he never thought he'd see live. I mean, there's a little bit of a tear in my eye and a little bit of a heart palpitation. That's probably the bacon I ate this morning. But. <laughs> why, why, why do I only have rage in my eyes? <laughs> because we can't ever find She was angry that day, my friend. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's like Mikey from the Life commercial. Like he hates everything. I hate everything. <laughs> an old man returning soup in a deli? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Jen, Jen, for don't you. Don't get in his way. What, what, you said already that Cold Sweat was the, the yeah, band were, of the night. They were the band of the night. I definitely thought the energy was incredible. I thought they just had the best 
vibe with the crowd. I mean, the crowd was totally into their set more than anybody's, I think. And, um, you know, after the Ferrari episode, you guys did the interview. You know, I just was kind of interested to see him, and, and uh, yeah, I liked it. They, they, they were fantastic. Yeah. We should mention all the background music that's coming to you courtesy of this recording. They pipe this through the ship, the entire cruise, so you get all this different uh, 80s rock and stuff like that going on throughout the hallways and in your room, and they're playing videos and everything's going on. So that's what you're hearing uh, as we record this live. Steve-O, what was your thoughts on Cold Sweat? I say we pause to listen to Lizzie Borden while they're playing them. I say you keep talking because of it. Don't make me separate you guys. Ship security. <laughs> Cold, Cold Sweat was fantastic. And um, and they're, they're a band that I had the CD when it came out. And Mark Ferrari was the selling point on that band for me. Because, you know, you read your hit parade or your cream or whatever. And you see, you know, the band Cold Sweat's coming out. And you see Mark Ferrari's name. you got to pick it up if you're a Keel fan. And uh, But, like... I don't even know the the other guitar player's name. That guy absolutely tore it up on lead guitar. And vocalist Rory, he was he was great. Sounds exactly like he sounded on the album. Um, lost no steps vocally. The band was great. Energetic performance. Mark Ferrari was a little less energetic than the rest of the band, but yeah. it was it was a fantastic performance. It was great. I mean, the singer was. You can tell that guy was just so happy to be playing with these guys again, and it was great. I, I just they, they were I mean I think we could probably all agree that they were the the, yeah. the highlight of the the first pre party yeah enough to the point where Sonny came late he missed them as well but I suggested to him because I think it's a vocalist that Sonny will enjoy to yeah check you have to them catch out. them on the boat for sure uh, they're playing Studio B they are on the ship so they'll play one more show because. Uh, when bands play the pre-party and then they're also on the boat, the pre-party show counts as one of their two shows that they play. Um, so that was pretty much it for the first pre-party night. I mean, we had a good time. We caught up with people, saw a lot of, a lot of people that we knew from last cruise, and just uh, you know, it was fun. It was good, good night out. It was a free night out, except for obviously the alcohol that went along with it, but. Uh, we made our way down. We were staying at an Airbnb in Fort Lauderdale, which is where the ship was departing from. Uh, so we had to drive an hour to the pre-party. Uh, and, you know, it's all right. It's a good time. We had good conversation and stuff. So that, that brings us to pre-party two. Pre-party two was the one that I think we all really wanted to see, which was Y&T headline, and you had Great White, you had um, Roxanne, and you had uh, Richie Kotzen. So those were the lineups for that second night. And Roxanne was a band that a lot of people aren't familiar with because they put out one album, I think, in the 80s and then recently released this Radio Silence record. And I love them. I discovered them on the Radio Silence record. It's the first time I discovered and. I think it was awesome. I think um, they were definitely performing just to a T. That sounded great to me. Steve, what do you think? Who are we talking about first? Roxanne. Roxanne? You don't have to leave. No. You don't have to. Red light? No, I won't. I'm good. You don't have to. Red No, I won't. No. Um, actually, they're a band that I, I'm kind of like Stephen. I was aware of them, and then they, they put a new album out. BC is a, is a big fan of these guys. And I kind of like busted his ass because like 
I like about half of the Can new album. Can you explain that comment, please, since we're sharing a room? What? <laughs> Busting his ass. Literally? What does that mean? He pulls my Can pants you? down and he, <laughs> oh gets a ba- he gets a baseball bat. Oh, my goodness. You want to see the black blues? Are you busting up while you're busting his yeah. ass? Yeah, I should. I should add that on, the, on this I cruise, this I got nothing. Show. Not anymore. I got nothing. We <laughs> took a hard turn on on this cruise. Sunny BC, Chris Grandson, Speed Rider, all sharing a room, and myself and Jen, of course, have our own room. So that's that's the the setup for this uh, traveling pack of animals. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. Rage in the cage, notwithstanding, <laughs> that's what our room is called. I, I was aware of these guys, and I know BC was a fan. I, I like maybe half the album, like I said. I thought they were fantastic live. I thought they were. There were like two songs that I kind of uh, didn't care for, but the the overall set was great. And I I, I I give credit where it's due. They 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 surprised me. They really did. I had no idea what to expect. I didn't expect them to suck, but I didn't expect them to be to enjoy them as much as I did. I thought they were really good. Yeah. How about you, Granza? I liked them. I never heard of them before the, they were announced on the boat and I enjoyed it high energy show good tunes BC again another band off the list that I never thought I'd get to see because I've been following these guys since 1988 with their debut album <clears throat> so uh, to see these guys live was like a dream come true so uh, I loved it yeah Jen uh, I would second it about uh, great performance and not not necessarily somebody I would have sought out, anybody that would have been on my radar otherwise, but excellent show. That sounded awesome. Uh, Sonny? I think they sounded great. There's not very many bands, BC Night, Rion, but Cry Wolf and Roxanne are two of them. We started tailgating in the parking lot. We forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Yep. Steve O's, uh, Steven's uh, sippy cup had kicked in by then. He is rocking um, it. 30 seconds later. Yeah, 30 seconds later. <laughs> yeah, one sip. Hey, yeah. how you doing? Hey. <laughs> like the schedule, right? Yeah. <laughs> how you guys doing? <laughs> I love that vocalist tone. His tone of his voice, it just, it's engaging. I thought they were great. I thought Super Bad came out great. I thought, uh, we'll just call it track number six came out great. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? They it's were a band, bad. actually, that I wish was on the boat that we could yeah. see the video. Because yeah. we didn't see George or Doug with him. No. And uh, my middle daughter would say that the guitarist was a little extra, right? A little too much flashy with the face and the guitar moves. A little Brad Gillis on steroids. A little See, bit. I like that, yeah. though. I yeah. like yeah. that. He was a little extra. He was a showman. Yeah. When it does showman. Like, when one's way off the beaten path, the other three are not quite that, that's very awesome. But I, I, he was I really dig good. that attitude. I, I enjoyed that attitude. I thought... One of the things that stood out for me is uh, their record is very um, background vocal heavy, very harmony laden um, vocals, and to me they were able to pull all that off live. I thought it sounded great. You know, I didn't hear any like really just crappy notes or anything hit. They sounded really, really good to me. All right, so that brings us to Richie Kotzen was up next. I was looking forward to Kotzen. I think he's an amazing musician. Uh, I've said it before. I think he's as good, if not better, of a singer than he is a guitar player, and that's saying something. For me, Kotzen in this particular setting, in this lineup, was a little boring to me. I, Like I said, I love him as a musician. I love him as a singer, but it was just... You never know what you're going to get or what he's going to play because he has such a wide variety of stuff, blues and all this kind of different feelings 
of stuff and it was just a little bit slow and I wanted more up-tempo stuff so I was a little bit bored at times just me personally uh, Chris yeah I was a little bit uh, bored with it after a few minutes but the guy's super talented you know, he, he yeah. definitely can sing and he definitely can play it's just I'm not familiar with all the material so it was kind of like just you know watching a movie Richie BC uh, I, I, I dug it I mean it wasn't what I expected yeah with the flow of the night but like I said he's a, he can do almost everything but uh he's definitely a musician there and uh, I, I enjoyed what I heard yeah I mean I, I don't think anybody can deny that the dude the is band was... ridiculously talented his band is ridiculously talented he's not gonna play with no. with slouches those <laughs> guys are ace musicians but it was just in the context of what the night was I thought it was a little bit I and mean, it just didn't fit for me personally uh, Jen. I would agree with that. If he was doing the Java Jam this morning and, and you're hearing all of that playing and the intricacy of everything that they're doing, I think you appreciate it that much more or in a lounge setting where you're really focused on it. I think that's a whole nother ball of wax. But yeah, that's just a balls out rock night. And so I agree. It kind of felt like an interlude that just, just didn't work. Yeah. Sucked a little energy out of the night. Yeah. steve as incredible as this may sound, I actually agree with you, Stephen. Mm -hmm. What a surprise. That does not happen often. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. There's, a, there's a hole the first, in the atmosphere. The first couple songs he played were like rocking. And, like, and I've said in our podcast many times that he just absolutely tears it up. And I still find it amazing that he does not use a guitar pick. But some of the, the mellower stuff kind of, you know, kind of were a little, brought it down a little bit. But... Um, I mean, he's talented. I, I, I got to give him that. And, you know, I know he's a, a man crush for Sonny. But um, enjoyable, but kind of a little off the beaten path of what the, the rest of the night was. Sonny, tell us how you really feel. Yeah, tell us how tell you us really feel. <laughs> so he only did one new song, did Venom, which isn't even, I don't even think it's on the new 50 for 50 album. I think it was only released as a single. Everything else was old stuff. Um, he's creating art. And if you're not into cotton, you don't know the music, you can't appreciate it. Uh, it was an amazing set. They sounded amazing. He sang it amazing. And I will tell you that uh, when when the crowd was singing the stand along with him, that I, I would say that was a special moment in the night because people still dig that song. And he wrote it, so it's his song. So he do whatever the hell he wants with yeah. it. But uh, I thought he did great. I will tell you honestly, it was not the best of the night just because of the, the four that we had. Well, I think he but sings he that better than Brett Michaels does. Oh, dude, everybody sings it better than Brett Michaels does. Well, that's um, true. Brett Michaels, want to be on our show? Um, anyway, uh, not, but uh, I thought he did great. For what he is, if you know who he is, that was a great sound. Right. Yeah. He's kind of a niche, niche kind of thing. That's though. what he is. Yeah. yeah. And then, honestly, it's his own fault. Even this new album, like, for the normal listener, and this is Sasana's opinion, you'll like maybe 15 out of 50 songs. Mm -hmm. I like all 50, but I've I've gotten used to who Richie is, and right. I know there's different flavors of Richie. Right, and the thing is... But he's asking a lot of the fair right. Is the fan. average fan going to yeah. put the time into it to check all them yeah. songs out? I would not. So I will piece I, I would ask 12 you or 15. which songs should yeah. I listen to. Yeah. That's what I would, that's yeah, what I would he's, do. Yeah, he's got a ridiculous amount of music that I love. 
Uh, in fact, Sonny did the exact same thing for me. He sent me uh, 20, 25 tracks of stuff that he knew I would like, and I do. I love it. And I got 400 songs I could have sent him, but yeah, it just. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. So, 370 would have been went the waste. Yeah. So then we move on to we move on to Great White. So let me just say this: this is the first opportunity. I, it may be all of our first opportunity to see Great White with Mitch Malloy. Is that accurate or not? For me, absolutely. Um, yeah. It's actually yeah. the first time that I ever heard him sing a Great White song. Right. I think we've all seen. Great White before, but this is the first opportunity we got to see Mitch Malloy with, with Great White. I used to be a really big Great White fan. I got into Great White on the first album, and the first album, if you go that far back with Great White, the first album was raw and was a, a heavy metal record. That and the EP. Yeah, it was much different than what Great White is today. They've become this blues band. So... They changed a lot for me, and it's not that big of a... I don't really love them anymore. Uh, I like a lot of the music, but they're sort of, just sort of, I don't know, a little bit slower paced for me, and not as exciting for me. But Mitch Malloy, as their singer, and I don't particularly think that his voice is bad. I think his voice is good. He's, it's like somebody inserted David Lee Roth into Great White, which is just like, I don't know. He's, his hair's flowing, and at times I found myself hypnotized by his, his hair and his, his uh, teeth. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's. Uh, Jen, this is him coming out. <laughs> coming out episode. Oh, boy. What do you got him on this side? Which. <laughs> You know, I don't know what was going on. There's fans blowing and his hips don't lie and he's shaking it around like he's Shakira. I don't know what was happening. Sparkly pants. Uh, and, and <laughs> I think he was auditioning for the next Super Bowl. Yeah, I'll be honest. And But I'll say this. So let me, this is going to sound contradictory, but Terry in Great White was a little slow and boring to me. I think, I, let me finish. I think Terry is, is a great singer. I think he sang great. Uh, and he was much better in Great White than originally I thought he was going to be because I thought it was a mismatch from the get-go. But Mitch moves around and to me is much more entertaining. Now, that being said, it may not be entertaining in a good way. It may be borderline cheesy, which isn't necessarily a good thing. <laughs> borderline okay. cheesy? Yeah. All right. Definitely it was super cheesy. cheesy. All right. It was super cheesy. Jen's right. That's so, a 10 on the so that, meter. That's my thought on that. I mean, I, it was just okay for me. It was myth uh, for me. Granza. I think they got the 80s poster child in the band after Terry left. He's got the look, he's got the sound, and he's He's just, bringing the girls, probably. And, he, and he's bringing a whole new following with, with women. And I actually thought he sounded really good. Um, I didn't mind Terry and, and Great White either. You know, they're, they're, the record that they released, there's a lot of good songs on there. But Mitch is, he's all right. It, it, it wasn't bad. I kind of enjoyed it, but it's no Jack Russell Great White. You know what I mean? It's... He didn't. He didn't hurt the band by joining, in my opinion. You know, I think he, it's only going to do make them better. It's easier on the eyes for the women, and 
I think that's they might be looking for that. And you the know, fucker can sing. You know what? I'd be interested to hear Great White with a singer that has tone and feel like like a Kotzen, um, because I think that that would fit in that band. Kotzen, you know, I'm not saying Kotzen himself. I'm saying the so we go to the glam tone. rock to the homeless dude. No, like, what? <laughs> that's, you, you you missed the point. I didn't say Kotzen himself. Is visual I said, <laughs> wait, I didn't, I'm talking about that tone and feel, right? right? They, right. He has a very bluesy voice, but it's very soulful and feels, you know, just feels really. Uh, oh, you mean like Terry? No, I don't think so. That doesn't. That's not right. That's not right. You guys think so? I don't know. BC, what do you think about Ray White? I've been a Great White fan since uh, Face the Day came up. How was the performance for you, though? That night, I, I, to me personally, uh, Mitch does not fit my vision of Great White. Is he good looking? Can you sing? Yes. Are you coming out too? <laughs> yes, I am. You want to switch seats with me? <laughs> Come here, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I guess I don't know. I guess. Listen, let's face it. Mitch Malloy, he's a damn good-looking man. And I can say that. He is. He's slapping the hair around and all this shit. But to me, that's not great white. Great white has always been a good, like bluesy rock band. Yeah, exactly. Let's see what they do when they re- if they release another record with him singing. Yeah. Jen. I thought they sounded great. I, I was totally distracted by the glitter pants. There's no doubt about it. Um, the dancing, which I'm pretty sure uh, Sonny will be videoing for a future episode clip. Oh, no, that's a private <laughs> video for you, baby. I love you. Sonny's been doing the snake dance the whole cruise here. Uh yeah, it took away from it. I thought it almost came off like a parody. Uh, definitely too too much cheese factor. I couldn't couldn't quite get into the performance. They backed down on the Steel Panther. I think it'll be all right. <laughs> Sounds good. They sound good. Got a little cold sweat going on in the background now. Love it. All right, Steve-O, what about you and uh, your love affair with Mitch Malloy and well, his teeth? it goes way back. No. Uh, <laughs> what I think happened was when... Great White was with Terry for so long. I think that they wanted to find someone that was totally opposite of Terry. Singing-wise, looks-wise, and I think they just went a little, little, little too far in that direction. Because, I mean, he tried, uh, Mitch tried to be David Lee Roth, David Coverdale at the same time. And, and it is distracting, but the band themselves is fantastic to hear Mark. Kendall play those solos like in House of Broken Love and Rock Me, like they're solos that you you can't change. So if you could, you know, take your eyes away from the the live Pantene commercial, and um, it's it's not bad. I, I didn't hate them, but I was more watching the 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 band than him. I kind of yeah. just kind of put a blinder on towards him as much as you can. You at it's times you do. can't, but. Because he is distracting, but the, the band is still a, a, a chugging machine, and, and I, I really I enjoy the music, and if I have to put up with Mitch's vocals, I, I will, because but, I, I, I really like them. But truthfully, don't you think that might be the point in Mark's mind? I think that he might know that the rest of them are sort of boring, so why not throw somebody out there that distracts from the band? You know, I mean that's one way I could think of looking about. But you, you, know, you never about went it. to see Great White for a dynamic show. 
their right. band that you've gone to because don't of the songs to, and the music. Yeah, but maybe they've you, gotten... You've never heard someone say, oh my God, they had the best stage show ever. But you maybe they've gotten that. enough feedback that says, you guys are just boring. I love the music, but you guys are just boring. You don't... I mean, fans will tell people that. Sonny, what do you think of, of that performance? I will start by saying, Mark Kendall, I love you, always have. That show was embarrassing. That was the worst I've seen Great White. I've seen all incarnations. I can't watch Mitch Malloy on stage with Great White. I can't do it. He didn't sound bad, but I can't do it. And Mark, I, I don't know how to tell you this. That man is embarrassing you. You got to get him off your stage. I, I'm sorry. I love Great White, but I can't watch him. PSA. And apparently they're not coming on the show now. Well, I said, Mark and I love you. Come. Mitch Willow, you don't have to come. Stay where the fuck you are. Don't worry, your teeth. All right. All right, so then we get to the closer of the night, Y&T. So Y&T closed out the, the evening's events. And for me, this is what I got out of Y&T's performance. I've always loved Y&T to begin with. But that show, to close out the second pre-party, that was what encompasses Monsters of Rock for me because it was myself, everybody that's around this mic right now, myself, Sonny, Jen, Granza, BC, Steve, we were all right there in front of the stage and it was a group, it was almost like a group hug with Y&T. It was so much fun, so much energy. Y&T was what Y&T always is, which is dead on point. They played some great songs. Their set list was awesome. Uh, they played they played Blind Patriot, which I absolutely love. And they're not they're they're definitely not going to play that. It was just it was just a great set, and I had a great time with everybody. It was really really fun. So that's all I'm going to say about it is that if you're not familiar with that band or with some of the catalog start seeking it out because you'd be doing yourself a disservice if you're a rock fan and you know just enough people aren't into this band and it just we say it so many times on this show it's just crazy to me Sonny Bronze, you better be careful with your comments because I haven't punched anybody yet <laughs> I need a seat change <laughs> <laughs> no I thought they were amazing uh, played Lucy Played How Long, played Lipstick and Leather, and the crowd was so into it. It is, I love going to a Y&T show when they're in a club with 200 people that absolutely love them. I love seeing them when they're playing in front of 800,000 people and people love them. I like it that they don't really have fair weather fans. It's either you're in or you're out. You don't know them, they don't show up, and I really could care less. Because it's much better when the community is there. But goddamn, do they sound great. That band is tight as hell right now. Mm-hmm. Bronza, yeah. be careful. I, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Speak, I'm, I'm, speak your truth. Bronza. I thought they were fantastic. Um, this is the first time I saw them with the with the bass player. What's his name? Aaron Lee. Aaron Lee. Aaron, I've told him your name 18 times. I, I don't know why. We just went through this. I don't have a memory. Aaron, we love you. He's You're going to be on this interview. And Aaron, when you interview with us, you can say, fuck you, Chris Granza, for not remembering my name. Don't lose my first name. (laughs) (laughs) Who the fuck is Chris Granza? (laughs) Hey, I I really, I I enjoy YT every time I see them. You know, Dave Menachetti still sings great. His lead guitar is fantastic, too. It's, I don't know the 
catalog as much as you guys do, but everything that they play every time I've seen them live is fantastic. Okay. They're just great. Great band. Never disappoint. Yeah. Always. BC. Y and T. Yeah. I mean, yes. but, uh, seriously, I mean, this is a band that, I mean, I think Sonny hit it. Either you're into it or you're not. I mean, and this band is just... There's a handful of bands in my book that I will buy, go see, buy their albums without even blinking an eye, and Y&T's in that group. It's phenomenal, and they I, they keep getting better, I think. Absolutely. And Dave uh, Dave Minichetti is such an underrated guitar player, I think. You never hear him brought up in guitar players, but he should be. And, and a great singer as well. And that too. Jen. Yeah, always a high point for me. I mean, they put on a great show. You can watch any of these guys, and, and they're performing. The music is awesome, and everyone's totally bought in. So, yeah. And that frills rock and roll. They're just a straight-ahead blues rock band. Uh, you know, there's no gimmicks. There's no craziness. It is what it is. Yeah, you walk out feeling good. Yeah. Steve-O. Yeah, there's, there's really nothing that I could add to this conversation about Y&T that really hasn't been said. Just always a great band live. Love to see them. And, uh, and, and, and you are right, BC. It is a band that if they put something out, you're automatically you're automatically getting it. And um, just amazing. Dave Menachetti, for as good a guitar player as he's that good of a singer as well. So, And if you're listening to this and you have not listened to Y&T, I, I don't know where you've been or whatever. And even if you say, ah, they're okay. Dig a little deeper and just check them out because they are absolutely amazing. Buy a ticket and see them live. Yeah. Everything will change. Yeah. Yeah. It's, all right. Time check. We got 24 minutes before Shiraz Lane. Yeah, so I'm thinking we just cut it at this point. Yeah, 40 minutes to start. Get ready to shuffle, rattle, and roll. Play us out, boys.
Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Growing Up Rock, and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a like and leave us a comment on Facebook at Growing Up Rock.